she just got a tooth and she has a second tooth coming. Oh my God. <laughs> like all the growing up, all at once. She's so little. I mean, like she's not little, but she's still young. Yeah. Like, don't grow up, girl. So fast. I know. I was just saying to our friends today, like she's te- she's been teething for a month, but she can't hold a teether. Like she wants to chew on something, but she can't hold anything. And she's just yeah. constantly like oh, 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 on her hand or like her sleeve, and she's drooling everywhere. And I have all this stuff for her, but I can't. She, like she can't do it herself. <laughs> she's too little. Oh my gosh. That's so crazy. She's going to do all the early things. She's already trying to army crawl. God, my God. So I know she's like, Oh, now I got sleep. Now I'm just going to develop really fast because <laughs> now I'm refreshed. <laughs> oh God. Slow your roll kid. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm Sarah and I'm Ashley in high school. We were best friends. And now that we're old, we're still best friends. And we both really love the show Friends. We love it so much that we thought we'd rewatch it together and tell you all about it. So join us to find out all the details that two people who weren't there can find out from the internet. Could there be be better better friends watching Friends? I was just there and I feel like she's like a whole new person already. Like, that is so crazy. I know. I feel like every day she's like developing some new leap like yeah today she was sitting in her little activity center or whatever it's called and she was just like like had her both her hands on one thing and was like oh I can kind of touch this yeah like all of a sudden she's like reaching today like I mean to do this I'm doing this intentionally yeah we were reading a book and she was like reaching out to the page and trying to touch it and then when we read a book at the next nap it had like touch and so she like she like remembered and was like trying to touch the oh my gosh it's crazy that's amazing incredible I feel like I want to just like buy a lot of ticket or something oh my gosh I'm so glad that you got past that hard part that's I mean, like, cause you, you don't know what to expect. You don't know how to deal with it. You don't know how long it's going to last. So you, you feel like you're stuck in this purgatory. This, I told court today, this is what I thought having a kid a few months old would be like, like the last two months has not been in any experience I've had with any baby. It's not been what we've, what I've been through. And yeah, I, yes, I, yesterday was the first day that I, I considered even like a tiny 1% having another kid. So I've just been like, no, no. But now I know, like, I know what sleep foundations to put in immediately. Like, yeah, you know, I know, oh, if I teach them to self suit, like to put themselves to sleep early, then they'll be connecting naps just fine. And yeah, they, they just give you a baby in a hospital and then you're just like, <laughs> what do I do with this thing? <laughs> And then you're like, well, this baby's different than every other baby I've met. Like, yeah. Why is this baby's problem this thing? I don't know. Who's going to help me fix it too? Where is everybody? Nobody. Nobody. They're just like, have fun. Go learn it. Yeah. Have all of her checkups been good? Yeah. She's only had one since she was a month old. She went in for a two month and then they didn't want to see her again until she was four months. So. Oh, wow. I forgot what the frequency was. <laughs> I called them a couple weeks ago and was like, are we supposed to be coming in? Like, I don't, do we have anything scheduled? Like, do you want to see us? I don't, should I be doing something? <laughs> We're just like here growing and stressed. Like, what, are, what should we be doing? Everything else has been fine. She's off the charts weight and height wise. How much does she weigh? I'm, I was curious. I don't know. We don't have a scale, but she's so heavy. I feel like she's got to be like almost 20 pounds. Like. My cousin was here on Thursday and she was like, I think she's 20 pounds. That's huge. <laughs> All these things I'm reading about uh, weaning are like, oh, you just want to make sure that they're like, you know, 12 to 14 pounds. They've doubled their birth weight. And I was like, uh, we were at 14 pounds at two months. Like we are <laughs> beyond, way beyond. <laughs> we're fine. She's such a cool little person. She is. She's really good. She's just like so expressive and 
she's very curious and very determined. <laughs> ah! <laughs> ah! <laughs> I love her little just like, oh. <laughs> when she's getting ready to eat, she goes like, she goes, <laughs> and she opens her mouth really big. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> so excited, so cute. And she's always just like clenched her little hands like oh, it's coming it's coming oh my god it's christmas oh my god that's the cutest thing ever it's fun i just noticed that you're wearing that it's a pink floyd shirt this whole time i could only see pink and i thought it was like a victoria's secret pink oh. and i was like that is so not ashley she must have gotten that as like a hand-me-down from someone that i saw it's pink floyd like, all you saw was like this part yeah it's like weird. I didn't know she was so into VS. <laughs> nope. Don't own a single thing. <laughs> Back to friends. <laughs> I am so excited about this. So excited. I, so when I started watching it, I was like, oh my God, it's like, we really went through the break between a season. Like what in the old days, how you had like the whole summer where there's no new shows. Cause it's been like four months since we recorded one. I know. I felt the same way. I was like, I'm ready for season two. I'm ready to jump in. Yeah. And we do. We do jump right in. Yes, we do with the same outfits and everything. <laughs> Just different haircuts. Oh, yes. All right. Well, we are back with season two, episode one after a long hiatus. Although I don't think that when we actually release it, it will be a hiatus, but just know we've been on a four month hiatus because of an amazing little baby. And this is season two, episode one, the one with Ross's new girlfriend. It was directed by Michael Lembeck and written by Coffin and Crame with Jeff Astroff and Mike Sikowitz. You got some trivia for me? I do. I was just like enjoying listening to you talk. I just was like, mm-hmm. Oh, my turn. (laughs) Here we go. Okay. What did Ross give Rachel for Christmas that she then returns for store credit? It was a sweater. No. Oh, man. I don't know. It's a gold necklace. Remember, she comes out and she's like, here it is. I love it. I wear it all the time. Oh, you're right. He's like, the one I got you was gold. And she's like, well, isn't it? This is so lame that I know this whole thing. Isn't it better that I return it for something I really want? And he's like, well, what'd you get? Credit. You are amazing. (laughs) I can't remember my own name these days. And I can remember that. Did you know that when you have a baby, your brain shrinks by like a third It is like a literal biological fact that your brain like trims itself so much. It actually shrinks and it doesn't grow back until like over a year after you've had the baby. And that's how you like forget all of the things like you, like the pain, all of that to be able to have kids again. So like the whole like pregnancy, like motherhood fog is a real thing because you have literally not enough brain cells. I'm just giving you that so that you feel a little better that it's not just like tiredness. It's actually like biological. <laughs> what are the positive things besides a human that we get out of this whole thing? Nothing like our whole, we're completely destroyed. We give and we give. and we give. <laughs> Look it up. It's baffling how much it like actually shrinks. I'll probably forget to look it up because my brain's so small. <laughs> Okay, next question. Uh, how did Monica scratch her cornea? I don't remember. It's when their radiator breaks in their apartment, if that's helpful. No. She is chipping at ice in the freezer and it okay. breaks, ice shard breaks off and flies in her eye. Eh. It's okay. Your brain, your brain's small. <laughs> I know, but no, I've had a chance to grow it back. I have no excuses. Okay. Um, what publication was Monica a food critic for? I wouldn't get the name of it. I don't know. Chelsea reporter. How does Monica eat Tic Tacs? This is all about Monica. Except for the one that was about Ross and Rachel. (laughs) I forgot about that already. See? (laughs) Two kids, your brain's twice as small. Tic Tacs. 
one at a time. In even numbers. That's a deep pull. That's a hard one. I am failing so hard right now. How many embryos was Phoebe implanted with? Either five or seven. Five. So I got a half. Okay, you get that one. We bump it up to one for the, you get the handicap. Thanks. (laughs) Brain handicap. (laughs) Mother (laughs) handicap. (laughs) Since this is the season premiere of season two and they were like all hotshot big deals, do you want to guess how many viewers this episode had? Okay. So I remember last season, one of their heights was like 50. No, five, no. 50 million, 5 million. <laughs> there was a five in there. No, I don't know. I have no frame of reference. I'm going to say <laughs> 70,000. <000. laughs> their height was 50 million. So I guess 70,000. How about... <laughs> 500,000. <laughs> I don't, I have, I have no idea. I think one of their highs was like 25 million last oh. season. But, but 500,000 is really, really low. <laughs> this was 32.1 million viewers. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's the highest viewed so far I I think of any episode in in season one because they were like big deal yeah I'm sorry I really don't I love asking you that question because you never know you're so (laughs) off there's a five in it I don't know I'm so all over the board when it comes to like once you get past a million numbers lose all meaning to me yeah I I literally don't know what like (laughs) what that frame of reference is or how much that actually means like it just becomes gibberish so yeah I know same I don't I will never understand that amount of anything Oh my God. Doing like, if I was to do the jelly, the jelly bean jar, like (laughs) challenge with that, I would fail miserably. (laughs) I don't know. Six (laughs) million. (laughs) Um, But, but I have to say this episode is like one of this, there's so many little standout scenes particularly with Jennifer Aniston that I love so much. Mm-hmm. And I co- there was a couple Ross Ross moments too, but I like, I like love this episode. Well, Sam Ashurst from digital spy, who I think I've talked about before, uh, ranked it 215th out of 236 episodes. So that's not very good. They called it fine, but not especially funny. <laughs> I disagree. And then Telegraph and Argus, who I think I've also referenced in this same thing, also gave it 215. What? Who are these people? (laughs) I also, we talked a little bit about the rating before of Friends, and I think you said it was TVPG. And this one said TV14, which I think is a newer rating. I think I was trying to find what it was rated originally, but I think Netflix had it as TV14. I'm wondering why. I mean, I guess the like cupping and <laughs> sexual assaults. Yeah, that stuff maybe. Yeah, it was kind of a team one. Well, I guess she talks about like having sex with Paolo and well, she doesn't really talk about having sex, but. No, it's all like very tame language around the maybe adult, more adult topics. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it originally rated PG when we first looked it up? I think so. But PG is like a movie rating, right? So the next one after that is PG-13. I'm looking it up right now. It's TVG, TVPG, and then TV-14. And then TV Mature. It got bumped up a level. Mm-hmm. I watched it when I was under <laughs> underage. Yeah. I turned out just fine. <laughs> <laughs> Some book facts. Ooh, yeah. Lay it on me, please. So Lauren Tom, who plays Julie... She claims that her favorite scene in Friends is the airport debacle where Julie and Rachel first meet. And she did an interview with Entertainment Tonight where she revealed that strangers constantly assume she doesn't speak English, like in her real life. And she told the writers of Friends about it. And that's why that was written into the show. She also revealed in an essay that she wrote for something called Fresh Yarn that she had a crush on David Schwimmer before she took the role, but that her favorite actress is Lisa Kudrow because she is a comic genius. 
I agree. Yes. She's amazing. If you haven't seen the comeback or web therapy, watch all of those. Do you have any facts? I do. I have a couple, a couple little facts. Actually, I threw a bunch in here because I was just so excited. Well, this is the first episode with Ross's name in the title. So that was one. Oh, and this, we have brand new opening titles. So new scenes. And then this is the first time Monica screams her catchphrase. I know. And then this is also the last appearance of Paulo. Thank God. Right. Although I like when he shows up, it's pretty funny. <laughs> he, I liked him in this cause he was so minimal and like yeah. all of the things were so funny, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which we'll get to later, yes. but we say goodbye to him after this, after this one. Also, this was the first episode to be shot from the stage 24 at Warner brothers, which is now from here on out, it's their friend's stage. So it's a new, new place that they film. Apparently to benefit from the location change, they had to build a new Central Park set complete with a real outside street. In the previous set, the street was nothing more than a painted backdrop and tinted windows and potted plants were used to disguise it. But with the new set, the windows were made clear and amenities such as a neon sign and doors and a newspaper stand, as well as inclusion of more background extras and cars were added to provide extra realism. Okay, so like looking out from Central Park, it was just static paintings, like it wasn't a real thing. But then the sound, like the new soundstage, they actually made another set outside of that set. And for like when they're out on the street, it's more, because we've said before, like what's going on when they're on the street? It looks really like cardboard, (laughs) what's happening? Uh, And it kind of was, so. Okay. I have a couple other facts. Really Ooh, quick. go yes. for it. This is the first time that Ross is picked on for his hairstyle, which becomes a joke throughout the rest of the series. And beginning this season, the view from Monica's window has changed, especially from the living room. Instead of several buildings uh, seen at a distance in buff brick with fire escapes, there's now only a single red brick wall very close with only a few windows visible. So I try, like I saw that on IMDb. And then I like tried to look for it, but I was so distracted by the actual show that I actually never saw it. So I read it after I watched it. So I'll have to check the next episode. But I think we've said that before. We were, I think it was the George Stephanopoulos one. We were like, everything's really far away. How are they seeing that? Yeah, it's New York. Aren't the buildings on top of one another? <laughs> yeah. So now they're closer and we're, it's more realistic that they could poke someone across with a giant poking device. Okay. (laughs) And then the line that Chandler says, you have to stop the Q-tip when there's resistance. Uh, Matthew Perry said that that's his favorite line of Chandler's in 2017. That is so funny. I mean, funny, not funny, because like, (laughs) I didn't find that, that line particularly funny. Me either. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why. But like out of all the Chandler things that he has said, that's the one that you like the most. I wonder if it's like, that's when he was talking in that interview, that's just what came to his mind first. And so that's what he said. Maybe. <laughs> it's so weird to think of people who work on shows, like that's their job. And like, I can't remember stuff I did at my job 10 years ago. Like, so then they're expected to like, remember stuff like that. Well, that's true. And like some of the cast members and the reunion, like we found out, forget like entire seasons and episodes. So yeah. that, which it is baffling to me, but they don't rewatch it like we do. Right. <laughs> apparently there's, this is IMDb, but apparently there's a deleted scene where Rachel becomes irritated when Julie calls their apartment and asks the gang who gave her their number. Oh, and lastly, this is the only season premiere that picks up immediately after the last episode where the writers bother to explain why they all look different. And in this case, the boys have shorter haircuts. And in future seasons, they ignored it. Like when Chandler went to rehab in between seasons and gained a bunch of weight. Yeah, I thought they actually did a good job with the continuity with that, mm-hmm. like with the same clothes and the, I mean, the haircuts and like them being slightly tanner were... <laughs> 
and richer only things yeah more well rested (laughs) you want me to hit you with a summary please do there were a lot of great things that were happening in this episode but in last season's cliffhanger episode, Rachel learns of Ross's feelings for her just as, she, as he leaves for a work trip to China, which by the way, how long was this work trip? I don't know. Oh, I have so many questions about how honestly long has it been? <laughs> Keep going. We'll get back to it. <laughs> when he returns, Rachel goes to the airport to meet Ross and tell him she cares for him, unaware he is returning with a new girlfriend. How you doing? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Their new lovey romance eventually gets to Rachel, who ends up backpedaling and sleeping with Paulo. Then Monica asks Phoebe to give her a haircut, who refuses until she gives in to Monica's incessant requests and ends up butchering it when she mistakes Demi Moore for Dudley Moore. And I just totally forgot to add, by the way, that Chandler is looking for a tailor goes to Joey's recommended tailor who he's used for years and has an uncomfortable experience. That was a hard one to summarize because every single character is actually doing something. Usually Involved. there's like, there's like ABC, but this is like ABC, DEF. There's like all six of them doing something. Well, there's still really three main pieces. It's like Ross, Ross and Rachel's thing. Whatever. Yeah, there's Monica's haircut, and then there's Chandler's <laughs> pants. There's a lot going on. And we just, like, start off with the cliffhanger at the airport. Well, first of all, there's no opening scene. Like, there's no opening before the credits, which was yeah. jarring to me. I turned it on, and it was like, da 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 And I was like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. <laughs> I forgot to look if any of the other scenes, any of the other seasons start like that. Because a lot of them end on cliffhangers, but I feel like they start with like a cold open from the cliffhanger. Yeah. The, so I read that this was one of the only seasons that just jumps into it. There's a deleted scene on the extended version where Phoebe like gives a recap prior mm-hmm. to it and does like a little voiceover, but it's nothing new. It's just all last season. There's a couple things I have to say about the airport just before we'd really jump into it. So first of all, it was like, it was, this was back in the days when people could go right up to the gate, which I barely remember. But also I'm just realizing that like, this is a super packed terminal. It's so packed and so small. Why is it so small? Yeah. It's like the size of a conference room. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody's standing on top of each other and no one's like moving at all to get out of her way. Oh, oh my God. Okay. So. First of all, Jennifer Aniston trying to get away once he's, when she sees them is like one of the best things ever because she's so flaily and just like <laughs> dives over the top of the chairs. I, it's just so believable. It's so wonderful. But even more so the fact that Ross and Julie are like canoodling on the walkway, like right in the entrance. I got the same grievance. <laughs> I was like, everyone would be so mad at them. Everyone wants to get off that freaking plane. (laughs) People are pissed when you don't get your bag out of the thing fast enough, let alone like blocking the door and canoodling in front of everybody. And yeah, I I wrote like, why don't you just go do that near a Hudson News instead of being (laughs) everyone's way? (laughs) I would just like, they would make everyone so mad. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. And where's our favorite like flight attendant gal who took Marcel? Like, wouldn't she be like, come along? No, apparently not. But there's like also no walkway for these people to actually get out of the the jetway. It just comes into this like wall of people that Jennifer Aniston jumps over. Yeah. Are they all waiting to board or waiting for people getting off the plane? And like, what? Why are, they, why are they all like statues? Like nobody is doing anything. I was wondering if it was the same uh, boarding gate as the one where they drop off Marcel because it's like so tiny. It looked like it. I, think, I mean, I think they used the same set. 
<laughs> Fair. I found a fact that the woman next to Rachel, who she almost crashes into when she tries to flee, has been previously seen as a customer in Central Perk. And she's also seen in the tag scene of the one with Phoebe's husband. They just recycle extras all over the yeah. place, right? <laughs> yes. I just so believed or like Rachel's dive to get away from the whole situation. Like it was like sheer panic. And I, I'm like, I just, I felt it with her so much. I was like, just get out of there. Get out. Oh my God. Ross is like totally beaming and Julie's here. And like you said, in the summary, how long has it been? Didn't he say he was going on a trip for one week? Do you go to China for a week? I feel like there's a, that's a big, like a time adjustment. Well, it was a work trip, so they don't really care about jet lag, right? If you're home for work, they're just like, you have to go do this thing and come back. We're not sending you on vacation. Yeah. Although I think he says it was a dig, right? (laughs) Uh, Shouldn't that take longer? (laughs) Digs take a long time. We should have roped Kathleen in on this. How long does a dig take? (laughs) More than three days? Okay, great. What and what are they digging? Like, Dinosaurs? <laughs> Clearly digging for love because they are in it. They have oh, found it. <laughs> boom. <laughs> so Rachel's like freaking out, right? Like she's got blood down her down her <laughs> forehead. She's like trying to give flowers, but then taking them back. She's just like his kind of hysterical. When she says, Oh, Mr. Back from the Orient. Is that something that you, I don't think that's something you can say. Is that something you can say? I don't know. Does that hold up? I, I was like, I don't think so. I don't want to answer because I don't know. Okay. I don't know if it's okay or not. I don't either, but I felt like she was just spiraling and that was, that was part of it. Just yeah. Yeah. She definitely is losing her mind. I also had a question about the physics of her fall where she seemingly doesn't hit her head at all. Would she have cracked open her forehead and have blood coming down where she, maybe she had a ring on and like it ricocheted against her forehead or something. I will say, so did you notice she was wearing his brooch that, yes, I have a question. I have a thing about that too. Like, wouldn't he notice that she was wearing it? He didn't say anything. Well, because he's like a lovesick puppy, like, but like, Okay, so he fell for Julie in like two days. Just because of that doesn't mean that his feelings went away for Rachel after 10 years. He would, and he bought her this special thing. Dude, that's my biggest problem with this whole thing. Like at the end, especially when he is like acting all chummy and like friend zony with her. How did that switch? That switch doesn't just happen because you start dating someone for two weeks. I feel like he's just rubbing it in her face though maybe because he's just like I don't know couldn't have her so he's like gone overboard with this other thing because he's just like so desperate but if that's the case he would still be in love with her and be like oh my god you got my present or at least acknowledge like you got my present does it does it work like that where it just like switches on and off I don't think so I don't know Ross sucks (laughs) uh do you want to know anything about do you want to know anything about Julie (laughs) I do. I do actually. Okay. Lauren Tom plays Julie. She's in seven episodes of Friends. Fun fact she was born the same day as President Barack Obama, August 4th, 1961. So, and year, same year. I I didn't look up Obama's birthday, but I assume so. (laughs) Nice. Had a supporting role in the 2003 hit comedy Bad Santa and was also in some film called In Good Company. I have a really long list of stuff about her because she's done a shocking amount for someone that I only know from friends. She was in Joy Luck Club and she played Mrs. Tran on Supernatural. I don't know what that is, but she's also done voiceover, um, including Amy on Futurama, which I did not know. Oh, I didn't know that either. She was on some Disney Channel show called Andy Mack. And she's in Guillermo del Toro's Troll Hunters and something called Three Below. She's in an Amazon series called Goliath with Billy Bob Thornton. She's in a movie with Lily Tomlin. She's done television shows. This I'm not presenting this well at all. 
<laughs> well, I mean, but she's done. A, it seems like she's done a lot, and I don't remember yeah. seeing her in anything. At least recognizing her in anything. But I don't also watch a lot of things. <laughs> she's also been on Broadway. She's worked with directors like Peter Sellers, and she's performed at the La Jolla Playhouse and the Kennedy Center. She had a one-woman show called Twenty Five Psychics, which was an engaging, humorous look at her quest for inner peace. And it premiered at HBO's U.S. Comedy Arts Festival in Aspen. It got Drama Log Awards for the Best Performance and Best Direction. I feel like multiple guest stars on Friends have one-woman shows. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Fake Monica had one too. There was another one in like one of uh, Chandler's co-workers had one also. Uh, Out of all of... Uh, Ross's girlfriends. I like Julie. I don't like Emily. (laughs) I hate Emily. I mean, compared to Julie kind of like fits in and is like, she just kind of hangs with them eventually. She's fine. I know. I feel so bad because I hate Julie, but it's not because of who she is at all. Like she's perfectly nice and pleasant and she does nothing wrong. Yeah, it's just because of the situation. Yeah. Her relationship has an unfortunate demise, but is like <laughs> necessary for the like the good of the characters in the show. <laughs> she's just an unfortunate casualty. <laughs> <laughs> Last thing about her, she's also published personal essays in a bunch of different things. And she's currently writing a book based on those essays. Okay. She's done everything. That's a lot more than I've done. Did you see Julie's suitcase that she's carrying? No. It's like an old-fashioned leather suitcase, like with a handle. And it looks like something that Laura Ingalls Wilder would like hook up into the wagon to go travel. Like, and she's like carrying it on. It does that would not fit in the overhead bin. And I was annoyed by that. You gotta have wheels, girl. I made the I made that terrible decision on like it was it was not even on a plane but my last trip I was like I'm gonna bring a duffel bag and it was <laughs> the worst decision I've ever made with yes. traveling I just had to hike like around a parking garage for like 20 minutes carrying this giant duffel bag and I was like god I wish I had wheels my sister and I when we first started coming up here to visit for holidays the first Christmas we were here, we we never our entire lives had suitcases ever. We always had like a hodgepodge of stupid duffel bags that of various sizes that were not even one of them was a square, wasn't even a duffel bag. And and we'd just put like safety pins on the on the zipper to hope they would stay shut. <laughs> and then when we first came up here, my aunt and uncle for Christmas bought us each a suitcase and we were like with wheels and we were like, why? have we made it 20 I, I was like 22 23 I was like what why why have I gone this long you didn't know you gotta have wheels <laughs> I didn't know it could be better I didn't know how bad it was because I had nothing to compare it to <laughs> exactly maybe Julie doesn't know she's just an old school leather leather suitcase wheels and girl well those that was back in the days where you had to pay to get one of those carts in the airport Mm-hmm. And we always had to pay to get one because our bags were so stupid. Like we couldn't carry them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So we cut to the girl's apartment where Monica is explaining to everyone that Rachel went to go get Ross. And they have champagne on ice ready to go on the table. Okay. I was wondering, is that, is, was that champagne? I thought it was a bottle of wine, but that makes more sense. It's on ice. <laughs> I assumed it was champagne. That makes sense. Because when Rachel comes in and starts just pouring herself a bottle of wine, I'm like, oh, this girl really needs it. There's a bottle <laughs> right there, but she just gets her own. <laughs> well, I assumed it was champagne because of the flutes on the table. They have like oh. champagne glasses. But when Ross and F- Julie come in, they don't say anything. Like, they're not like, what are you celebrating? Why are there six glasses? Like, what? Wh- it's pretty prominently right there they don't notice at all they're in that like blind honeymoon phase where they only only have eyes for each other and they don't care about anything outside of their bubble yeah which we'll go into later (laughs) when hijinks hilarious hijinks ensue yes uh everyone's looking real 90s but like the fresh haircuts on the boys are nice Uh uh-huh they look kind of normal yeah Everyone does, is not looking offensive. 
And Phoebe's even showing a little sassy, sexy tummy. Oh, I didn't even notice that. She's got like a little, her shirt's like tied up and there's a little gap between her oh. skirt. And I was like, oh, look. I mean, is that what we say? Sassy, sexy tummy? <laughs> <laughs> we do. <laughs> I don't know anything about what that is. No, I noticed like all of their their clothes. Well, at least the girls are like very on trend now. Oh yeah. I was like, oh, but I can't, I still can't get away with wearing that stuff. Oh no. Especially that dress that Rachel wears with the, like, it's like the sixties dress with the cutouts around the Uh middle. (laughs) I do have to point out though. So I, I, I went down a rabbit hole looking for confirmation of this and I could not find anything online, but there are some scenes in this episode where Monica, I swear she's wearing a wig and it's not, and it's not just the like terrible haircut wig. It's like her hair doesn't look like her hair. It's there. There's something that's like plastered down or like too uniform about it. When she normally has like these crazy little, like floofy cowlicks that on the front that kind of like flop over, you know what I mean? I was wondering if after this episode, she because she eventually does get a really short Mm -hmm. haircut I was wondering if after like maybe she got it and they had to put a wig on her or something maybe to shoot extra scenes like maybe they had to go back and reshoot I don't know we'll have to take a look at that because like this was one scene where I'm like god is that a wig I I don't know it doesn't look real (laughs) it looked like a good wig well it is NBC so only the finest in wigs (laughs) Isn't there something about that on uh, 30 Rock? It's like NBC is owned by... Oh, yeah, Shine um, Hard Wig Company. Shine Hard Wig Company. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I just rewatched 30 Rock again. I'm on season seven right now. <laughs> I do love a good red lip on Courtney Cox, though. She looks, she looks yeah. real good. She does. I also really like the name Vidal Buffet. <laughs> And I looked it up to see if anyone pounced on that name to like name any a salon that, but all I could find were quotes from this episode. And I thought that was a real missed opportunity for someone. Totally. Oh my God. A friend's, a friend's salon. And this is when Rachel comes in with a zebra bandaid on her forehead. Yes. Do you remember when this came out? Like originally this was like a big fashion deal like fashion band-aids suddenly became a thing after this and people were just wearing them like as accessories and not for injury so I at least at my school no I do I do remember that happening and I still would be all like I forever would ever be so and even now would feel so self-conscious putting a band-aid on my face (laughs) there's been times when I've actually had to and like had gone to sleep with a band-aid on my face but I'm like I can't wear it in the waking hours but she she looks so cute but also where did she get the band-aid from I don't know she was in the cab she lost the flowers and found the band-aid found a band-aid in the cab Maybe she is put together and carries things like that. Do you think Rachel would have band-aids in her purse? If she looks cute enough like that wearing them, then she probably carries them around. That's true. I think she does a, such a good job running in and freaking out, like her out of breath spouting just like what she can get out. <laughs> I was thinking though about how out of breath she is. She's only running from the street to the apartment. She's not running from the airport. But she ran up the stairs. But it's like one or two flights. We don't We don't know. Remember? It could be five. It could be 10. It could be one. We don't know. Where are we and how long has she been running for? <laughs> she does get there with significant time before the other two get up there. So I feel like it's True. like, it's. A, I feel like it's at least three flights of stairs. We've at least determined that they're... At least on the third floor, I think. Right? Yeah, because there's like a lobby entrance and then Mr. Heckles and then them at least. And then we, did we figure out they moved to the fifth or they're always on we the We don't third? know. Who cares? But would Ross get off of a long ass flight from China and go straight to his sister's house? Like where on earth does he live? No, and then he was like, "Oh, we're gonna stop and see the baby." I'm like, "What time I, is it? You guys have been on a flight <laughs> for 20 hours. Like what?" And also, like 
you've been with this girl for two, three, four days. You're going to introduce her to your child already. But like, is that not a thing if it's a baby? Like it's not as big a deal. Yeah. I don't know. And is she staying with him? She lives there, right? Seemingly. I don't know. I, it's all very vague. Also like he says to Joey, what up? Yeah. It was real awkward. (laughs) It's very clear. He's never said that in his life (laughs) and he's not pulling it off. When he's doing that and going around, I felt like Julie's reaction was really good. Like she was kind of like a little like reserved and shy. And I was like, huh, I would be too if this like Rachel chick was freaking out in front of me. And then like, (laughs) then everyone was like, this is Julie. And everyone's like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) and also you've been on a flight for 20 hours and you're already meeting everyone that your like new two day old boyfriend knows and is related to. It's a lot. (laughs) And had a child. It's a lot. Right behind Rachel, there's a bottle of Chi-Chi salsa on the shelf that's like really prominent. <laughs> and I couldn't stop looking at it. So I was like, I'm going to look up Chi-Chi salsa. <laughs> Ooh, what did you find? They also make tortillas, chips, dips, chilies, and mixes. <laughs> Their website has 13 different kinds of salsas and dips and 10 kinds of tortillas, four kinds of uh, chips, and four kinds of chilies and mixes. None of which I want to eat. <laughs> Are they really bad? I mean, it's all like shelf stable salsa. Oh, like, okay, you know, I don't want that. But, and then like, you know, full of preservative tortillas. There's like <laughs> low fat tortillas. Like, I don't want like oh. that. But I did really like their ad copy. It says our full line of Chi salsa and dips has something for everyone. Whether you're a party of one or many, anytime is a good time to dip, pour, and add a little flavor to life. Each flavor combination brings a unique fiesta to your day and is available in just the right heat level for your taste. Oh my God, you could like be their spokesperson. (laughs) You did such a good job. (laughs) Oh, thanks. What is, what what kind of name is Chi-Chi's for a salsa? (laughs) Probably somebody's mistress. (laughs) Or, or dog. Or dog. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I love Rachel's, like, her little interjections to, like, the stories that they're telling. How she's just, like, playing out acting nuts, clearly not handling things well. <laughs> like, it's such comedic timing genius and good writing. And then she's just, like, drinking wine and acting erratic. <laughs> which she's just like and it's all I can think about (laughs) I feel like I've 100% been that person she's just losing it she's losing it so hard (laughs) then when we go to the coffee shop yes there's a really nice transition shot of tons of people picnicking in Central Park I know I was like this this is really a nice day in New York yeah why they're in a coffee shop they're not out there (laughs) What does this mean? They never go out. Rachel still got her fashion bandaid on. And then she has a t-shirt with like, you know, a name patch sewn on it, which was like another big fashion thing after this came out. Yeah. Did you notice too how her bandaid matched her apron? It was like black and white. It was really cute. And like, she's wearing, she's got the shirt tied up with the short skirt on again, like an outfit I wish I could wear and never could pull off. I don't have the stomach or the legs for that. (laughs) It is quite short too, like real short. I used to buy shirts like that though all the time at the thrift store along with like a a ton of like little league shirts, Uh t-shirts or like, or like random softball, like work softball team shirts. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? It'd be like Yankees on the front, but then it'd be like sponsored by Don's carpet or whatever. (laughs) So it was like sports and like the blue collar working man. (laughs) Yeah. Look how down to earth I am. I went through that too. This is the first time that we see the reserved sign on the table. I know. It's probably to address like the whole first season of people being like, why? Or maybe, oh, you know what though? I didn't think about this. Because in the last season, we do see them sitting all over the place. Oh yeah. And maybe now they're like, this is their way of being like, okay, we're only sitting here now. And this is why they have this sign. That's a good point. We'll have to see if they 
if that kind of like goes away what in season one like if that sporadicness goes away mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that Chandler friend punches Ross in the arm <laughs> so what happened in China <laughs> <laughs> but it's totally all his fault like Chandler should not be allowed to speak to people ever Nope, it like Ross basically throws it back in his face that like it's your fault that you did all, that uh, this this all happened and thank you so much. Yeah, Ugh. and his lemonade looks pretty good. I I was yeah. really thinking my mouth started watering a bit. I like that Rachel was just like, "Do you want coffee? You can't have any. Go go talk to him." And then when she gives him Ross lemonade, he's like, "I didn't order this." She's like, "Well, you better go return that. They're going to charge you." <laughs> I realized that a lot of this, like there's only a couple Central Perk scenes in this. A lot of this happens in the girls' apartment. Mm-hmm. But we go back to the girls' apartment and Ross, Rachel, and Joey are watching sumo wrestling, which I don't think I've ever seen on television. Me either. And are they just watching it because Ross went to China or like why? Is oh, that I didn't, oh why? God, I didn't even think about that. I hope not. More uncomfortable than that are Monica's jeans. <laughs> They're a total travesty. I didn't even see them. Oh, they're so bad. They're like mom jeans, but like where the sides are really high. Ooh. But again, on trend now, that's like everyone's wearing those. And why? Why is that? Okay, I'm not I'm not gonna be that. I'm not gonna be that elderly millennial. <laughs> like this is the Gen Z fashion, but ew, no. I know, but the thing is, they all look really cute in them. But if I put those jeans on, I would look like a mom. (laughs) I know. Same with crop tops. I would be like, I'm always like, oh, you look really good, but I would not. (laughs) I can't wear that stuff because now I'm breastfeeding and my boobs are huge and I can't wear anything. Nothing looks good anymore because they're just huge. I I can't zip my jackets. I have to like get a new jacket because it doesn't zip. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) the joys of motherhood well I will say that Monica's hair looks real in this one like it's more like floppy um but she's asking Phoebe for a haircut and Phoebe really doesn't want to I love when she says I'm it's because I'm incredibly anal and a control freak (laughs) she's like um I know I'm not but you are (laughs) I'm just trying to spare your feelings so good. Oh, Phoebe's honesty is like so good. So another thing that happens is that the phone rings and Joey just picks it up. It yeah. What, it, it, what? I, I like I don't understand. I guess I don't understand adult phone etiquette in in this time period because I never grew up with, I mean, I never had one as an adult. I just had a cell phone. But like answering other people's phones in their house in their their place of residence is okay I, I I don't understand no I would never answer like a friend's phone no I don't even answer court's cell phone if I see like no <laughs> like even if I know who's called well sometimes if I know who it is I will but only if I want to talk to them <laughs> <laughs> I don't really want to talk to anybody on the phone like please text me don't call me <laughs> I do like that when he says it's Julie, Ross like gets up and reaches for it and he just tosses it to him. It's like this most awkward exchange. And then Chandler talks about needing a tailor. What does he need a tailor for? His clothes are always giant. I don't, maybe he, I I don't know. Something gianter to be tailored down to just giant. Maybe he likes his clothes giant. So he buys them that way and has to like cuff them up. But Ross gets up and he's also wearing oh, no. travesty jeans. So he's following the family line of just travesty jeans. Oh my God. But he's like on the phone with Julie and comes and sits next to Rachel. And I was like, so close. Why would you sit there unless you're really trying to rub it in? Which means he does still like her. That's true. I, I don't know though. I feel like he's so oblivious still. Like he's in that little bubble, that like love bubble. And so he's just not aware of anything that he's doing as offensive or like affecting anybody else. Like his conversation is so nauseating and he's got that like big dumb grin on his face. 
but I like this is one of the scenes that stands out to me as one of those iconic scenes with Jennifer Aniston the way that she like flips flips the magazine pages and the way that she's just like ha, 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 yeah, ha, yeah. <laughs> it's so good except that what kind of shoes is she wearing did you see them no they look like victorian tap shoes oh no <laughs> oh no i did see them when she was when she's like up in the kitchen when she runs over to the kitchen i see you see them they're like yeah weird little mary jane high heels Monica's drinking Evian water, but they removed two letters. So it just says Via on it. (laughs) So the E and the N are gone. And it's just clear the same color, the same label, just V-I-A. God, that's so funny. But you're talking about Monica's hair and Monica and Rachel are standing next to each other at the table and they look like they have the exact same haircut still. Yes, they do. They have, they both have the Rachel haircut. And I read an article about how Courtney Cox mentioned that she was like so jealous. She was so jealous of Jennifer Aniston's hair and like how her hair had like similar flow and like flips, but it was like, it never caught on. It was always like the Jennifer Aniston, like the, the Rachel haircut. And so they just did like these series of other haircuts to try and like have a Monica haircut. I wonder if, her hair, it's not as evident because it's dark. So you can't see all the layers and stuff. That's what I think, because unless you really look at it, you can't tell, but it's the exact same haircut. Yeah. And then when Rachel storms out, she's like, oh, I got to get out of here. And Chandler's like, I don't care what you guys say. Something's really bothering her. (laughs) I wouldn't be able to handle it either though. Like he literally, after that whole phone thing he's on the phone again and like leans over her making kissy sounds to grab an orange even if you weren't in love with him I couldn't take that I'd be get out bye (laughs) this is disgusting and again we come back to the girl's apartment after time has passed yeah the swoosh journey continues Joey's got a large Nike swoosh on his shirt Nike had something with them yeah Um, and Monica's still begging for a haircut. And Rachel says, close your eyes, but Joey won't fall for that again. <laughs> like, what happened? What happened with you? Did someone pants you? <laughs> I love when they're like, what, what stupid thing did you do, Rachel? And it's Paolo and Phoebe's ew is so good. Ew. <laughs> it's so physical. Like you feel it with her. I love how much Ross hates him too. And he's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I do Raquel. <laughs> oh my God. When he comes, when Paulo comes to hug Ross and he hugs him and then Ross just shoves, shoves him away is so good. But I also, I love the writing when Monica's like, Rachel, how did this happen? And Rachel's like, oh, I just kind of ran into him. And Phoebe's like, where? And he's like, in his apartment, is this juice? <laughs> I was also like, how long has it been since they dated? They've lived in the same building and we haven't had any run. And like Phoebe's there all the time and he like felt her up and we've not had any Palo run-ins. That's a good point. Maybe he lives <laughs> in the upper floors and they just like scurry scurry out. I love Monica's haircut so oh, much. It's so bad. bad. It's so bad. I like well so okay also where are they are they in Monica's bedroom yeah I was trying to think if it was Monica's or like or Rachel's I think it's Monica's I don't know who Dudley Moore is I had to look him up and I still was like I read the entire Wikipedia page and was like I still don't know any of these things I've never heard of any of these things or this person didn't look him up either I don't know who he is but I did read that Demi Moore and Courtney Cox are considered celebrity doppelgangers oh I can see that and so it's funny that they picked her and then Demi Moore was married to Bruce Willis who comes on Friends later yeah I I love how she's sitting there with a towel around her and her shoulders (laughs) are just like twitching she's just like oh it's so bad it's so bad do we go to the tailor now? Yes. Yeah, we ca- we go to the tailor. Do you want to know who the tailor is? Sure. I have nothing about this scene other than the op- I really okay. like the opera music in the background. <laughs> I felt like it suited it really well. All I have besides who the actor is, is Chan gets felt up. 
<laughs> the Taylor is Buck Kurtalian, but his real name is first name is V-A-H-E. Vahe. Okay. But he goes by Buck. Born in 1922. Ooh. Passed away in 2016. He was an American professional wrestler and a character actor. He was in more than 70 films and TV shows between 1953 and his retirement in 2006. Best known for his role in Planet of the Apes in 68 as Julius, who's the gorilla who guarded the captive humans at the research complex. He later played Gorilla Frank in the third film, Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. Um, also known for his film roles as a sailor in Mr. Roberts, which I thought said Mr. Rogers when I copied this. And I was like, oh my God, he was on an episode of Mr. Rogers. Oh. That's definitely not yeah. what it says. Uh, he was in Cool Hand Luke and The Rock in 1996. On TV, he was in shows including Naked City, Untouchables, Get Smart, The Munsters, Batman, Lou Grant, Cagney and Lacey, and Friends, obviously. He also had a regular role in a show called Monster Squad, where he played Bruce W. Wolf. I wonder if they made the reference to the Planet of the Apes in the tag because he was on, he was a guest star. Oh, probably. I just like that just occurred to me um, because he they oh. men- mentioned Ro- Roddy Roddy McDowell who was in Planet of the Yeah, good uh, catch. Hmm. Nice. Well, well, that's all I have. About yeah. That. <laughs> then we go to the girls' apartment. I love this whole little doctor shtick. I f- I felt <laughs> like the writing was so great. Yeah, I said hospital drama over Monica's hair. I really liked it. <laughs> And I love where she says, like, well, I put a clip on one side and it seems to have stopped the curling. <laughs> or when he's like, I'm not going to lie to you, Ross. It doesn't look good. <laughs> and it made me think of when they go to Barbados and what her hair does. <laughs> yes. Or when Ross or when uh, Joey's like, well, can we see her? And she's like, your hair looks too good. I don't think you should go in there. But Ross, you go. Come on, Ross. <laughs> so good. But then... Uh, Joey's making a speech to Ross that addresses all my previous complaints about Ross and his feelings about Julie and and uh, Rachel. He's been going out with her apparently for two weeks at this point, and he's been in love with Rachel for ten years. Yeah, well, he. So that's where I'm just like, is he so like blinded by like this new possibility that he he's just like put all of the other feelings beside aside, or is he like? Or is he rubbing it in a little bit? I don't know. Probably both. Probably both. I do think Joey gives a really good pep talk here to Rachel, where he's like, he's never felt the way about anyone the way Ross feels about her. I was like, oh, that's that's really good. But then the tender moment ends when Chandler storms home. Oh my God. When he comes, he's so mad. (laughs) But did you see Rachel? Rachel just gets up and leaves the room when he's like, can I talk to you for a second? Wouldn't she be curious why he's like so amped up? I mean, maybe she's has to take a moment and like figure something out, but yeah, it is a little abrupt. I don't, I, I didn't yeah. understand. Tender moment over. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently the tailor is a very bad man. <laughs> That's only how they do pants in prison. So that line is one of my favorite Ross lines. When he's just like, that's how they do pants. And when Joey says that, and, and then he's just like, in prison. <laughs> I like his, that's his like Ross enunciation. It's very good. So Joey has to then reevaluate his whole experience with Taylor's. And then we jump back to Monica's terrible hair. Yeah. Later, that's another later that night in the girl's apartment. And there's so many Dudley Moore references that I just like don't understand. But also like there's a way to fix this. She doesn't have to stay with the way that it's cut currently. Like just cut it shorter rather than leaving it whatever horror show it is now. Like she could cut it like my short, like I had in high school, but like less Dawson's Creaky, like (laughs) less James Vanderbeek. Which she does later. And and maybe that's, maybe that's why she gets, she like goes to a professional maybe and fixes it. Couldn't Phoebe do that? 
do that if they know who Demi Moore is like just cut her hair short I don't remember what haircut Demi Moore had at this point I'm assuming it's not short but she does eventually have short hair Demi Moore because she shaves her head well she also mentions that she Demi Moore in Ghost who had a very short haircut oh I'm guessing that Monica's just like you're not touching my hair again (laughs) I mean at least make it more presentable than what it is like just do something yeah yeah even one of the boys haircuts on monica would look better than that exactly that's what i'm saying is that like phoebe can do a boy like she can do a short haircut she did the boys so like she's capable really capable of that clearly so pixie cut it please fix this (laughs) yeah exactly which is what i went for and didn't succeed at (laughs) vanderbeek oh i have way too many calyx for short hair (laughs) Well, then Rachel tries to have a conversation with Ross out on the balcony. And this oh is this God. is the part where I was just like, he's just so like too chummy with her, like too much in the friend zone. Like, oh, but then he calls her sexy and adorable. But then he's like champ or like, yeah, like he kind of gives her a little like arm punch. He's giving her every possible opening for her to jump in and be like, yeah, I found it. Like, it's you. I I feel about that about you. Yeah. Jennifer Aniston's facial expressions in this, this is where, like, their chemistry, I feel like, was so good. I felt like she was actually in it and experiencing it. Like, when he, her face, when he says, like, I am with Julie, I was like, oh, yeah. baby girl. <laughs> I like, know. Her, you can see her, like, face just fall but you can tell how much she loves him because she realizes he's happy and she's not gonna ruin it it's like heartbreaking it's so sad yeah but he he says ross says like she deserves someone she deserves to have someone who wakes up every day and is like oh my god i'm with rachel and court was standing right there when i was watching it and i kept pausing it being like do you think that about me do you think this about (laughs) me so i was like do you wake up every day and think oh my god i'm with sarah but like not in a bad way like not oh my god i'm with sarah like oh my god and he was like eh sometimes (laughs) oh Oh, court thanks I put him in these impossible situations. I'm asking these questions and I'm sometimes I ask him stuff and I'm like, don't answer that. (laughs) Sorry. I asked you. Well, I mean, what's something though, that's like so frustrating about this, this scene is that like, how is he, how is Ross not seeing her face and realizing? Yeah. Like that she is, she is feeling the same way after he's been feeling this way for so long. Like, how can he not recognize himself in her right now? Yeah. He's a dummy. <laughs> because we've seen this over and over for 20 whatever episodes before this, that he sucks at this. True. <laughs> then Joey has to talk to his dad about how being felt up is not a part of Taylor. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Going back a little bit. I love when he's like, the guy when the doctor does the hernia test, he's like, "That's okay." <laughs> he's just like spiraling, going through like all the things. Like, oh god, he's hugging a pillow, <laughs> safety pillow. Oh, this is like I didn't write down when this was. I think it's when she's talking. Rachel's talking to Joey on the couch earlier, but it just was weird. It's at the coffee shop somebody leaves and she reaches down and picks up a newspaper off the ground and she puts it in her lap but then she like like pulls it up in her lap like you do with it like when you're self-conscious about your stomach like how you pull a pillow in your lap sometimes when you sit down yeah she does that with the paper and she kind of like hugs it against her stomach and I was like what's happening here you don't have anything there to cover up anyway I thought that was weird that is weird I do that all the time (laughs) when I don't want like my stomach folds to go over one another (laughs) no one has to even be in the room I just don't like the way it feels so I have to put a stomach like a pillow over it to like reinforce it like to tuck it back in then we go tag yeah so then Julie is sitting with Phoebe and wants a haircut but she wants one just like Andy McDowell. Do you remember how big time Andy McDowell was in the 90s? She was in like everything. Everything. Yes. And always played the exact same character in every single thing. Groundhog Day was one of my favorite movies of all time. But I feel like 
I feel like Rachel is being like her petty former Rachel self in this moment when she like tells basically tells Phoebe to ruin Julie's hair. And not the last time she does that. Do you remember when they go to the beach and she convinces Bonnie to shave her head? Yeah. She has a thing about like being vindictive with hair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when it has to do with Ross. Yep. And then that's the end. <laughs> that's the end. It had some some good moments. A lot was going on. I loved Jennifer Aniston in this. Just there were so many good little moments. And Phoebe too. But I feel like Jennifer Aniston like won this episode with her little like performance tidbits like sprinkled throughout. It was just so good. Her like annoyance frustration acting is really excellent. Yeah. Or like when she's just freaking out. She does so good at being like frantic. Yeah. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I'm so glad that we're back in it. And I'm looking forward to jumping into season two, all the episodes again. Me too. Yeah. I will, I can, I am back here for you. I am, have been here for you, but I will be there for you. We've been here for each other the whole time. We just haven't been watching Friends because we're too busy. (laughs) I'm too tired to make it through anything that's more than like three minutes long. That's okay. (laughs) It took Court and I three days to watch one movie. Oh, I don't watch movies anymore because my attention span doesn't... (laughs) Isn't, isn't equipped for it anymore but I can watch like you know eight episodes of a show because I can stop at any time I just don't exactly <laughs> exactly I did manage to make it through somehow a season of uh Temptation Island very recently I made it through the whole current season so I somehow found time to do that nice I mean, breastfeeding takes a long time. So. Yeah. And that, well, and that's a pretty mindless activity too. <laughs> oh, for sure. Well, yeah. Great to be back. Great job. You did it. You did it too. I'm so happy. And we will, let's, let's record again soon. Yeah. Bye friends. <laughs> Bye friends. Better Friends podcast is created, produced, edited, and all the other things by Ashley Madden and Sarah Reinen. Please rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Send us your questions to betterfriendswatchingfriends at gmail.com. To find out more about Better Friends, please check us out on Twitter at betterfriendpod or on Instagram at betterfriendswatchingfriends. Thanks for listening.